Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. 1 Samuel 17 is the story of David and Goliath. I won't read. I'm going to kind of cherry pick some verses. I'll bounce down through about seven of them. They won't be in consecutive numerical order, but I'm just trying to grab the highlights and I'm going to preach to you about a story, an angle I don't think you've ever considered. So this is not your normal David and Goliath lesson. Don't check out on me. 1 Samuel 17, chapter 4, a champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. So David triumphed over the Philistine, I'm skipping verses here, with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from a sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with his sword. David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem. He put the Philistine's weapon in his own tent. That's a narrative of a story in the Old Testament. A battle. An opposition that God's people prevail. And for the next little bit, I want to preach to you on this subject. 2023, I got this. 2023, I got this. Heavenly Father, once again, I stand humbly. I stand pure and honorable in your sight behind this pulpit. I preach to those that are out sick today as they stream. Those that watch an archive format in other countries, God. And I preach to the ones that are here in person that you would unctionize me. Let me be led of the spirit and not of the flesh. Let me be led of your wisdom and not of my own intellect that I would speak to the hearts of true vine, that you would anoint me. I rebuke any distraction. Let us come and sit quietly, attentive, God, to your voice. Let us not exit out of your presence this morning until we have concluded. Bless us. We love you. In the name of Jesus, I pray this prayer. If you receive it, would you shout amen? Put your hands together one more time as you're seated in Jesus' name. 2023, I've got this. We've all heard the story of David and Goliath. We tell it in Sunday school to our children. We preach it in church to the adults. The story has always had some underlying motivational theme to it. 
the theme of a little guy going up against the impossible. The underdog conquering the champion. It's an analogy. It's a phrase. It's a metaphor used in sports a lot. It's a David and Goliath. It's a metaphor that's used in the courtroom. It's David going up against Goliath. It's a story of undertones that you can do this. There's innuendos of you can make it. You can win and overcome. You are the David, and there's always a Goliath. But I don't know that we viewed it from this angle before, looking at it through the lens of a divine event from God for David. A divine event from God for David. In the front of every significant move of God, there is always some sort of storm, some sort of challenge, or some sort of test. And I think too often we conclude and we resolve that everybody is against us and I don't have the favor of God. But I'm here to preach to you this morning that it could be an event that is from God for you. It's a significant event that God is putting you through to show you that he is still God in the storm. We know without a doubt that he is God on the mountaintop. We know without a doubt that he is God in the winter circle. We know without a doubt that he is God in the end zone. But what about when we don't see an end zone? What about when we're in the valley and it's dark and it's dismal and it's dreary and we're depressed and we wonder where God is? We sing songs about he's there. We sing songs about that he never leaves us. He's as close as the mention of his name. He's surrounding us. But what about when we really go through what the song is singing? There's always a challenge. There's always a test. When you're up against your Goliath, you have come into your kingdom. You have come into the area that God uses and anointed. See, this is what I understand, that David needed Goliath. Goliath was there to announce that David had arrived. Goliath validated David's calling. Goliath validated David's anointing. There was something about David getting in the presence on the hillside in the valley that day. A little shepherd boy, some say at 17 years old, but he goes out there with no sword and no shield and no spear, but he only takes what he knows that works. He said, I have a sling and I'm going to go out against this uncircumcised Philistine. But there was something that put David on full display there. It was the Goliath in his life. It was the storm in his life. It was what seemingly to be a setback to the children of Israel. And this is the takeaway that I understand is that Goliath is not there to kill you. Goliath is there to introduce you. When you look at this as a stage that God is setting me up, that he's going to show the anointing. They're going to show the people in the world that I've got to call a God on my life. I've been through hell in 2022. I've been through a storm in 2022. But God is setting a stage to show that I've been called and I've been anointed and I've been blood bought. Why? Because God never leaves me and he announces me through the battle of a Goliath. So your situation, your storm, the Enrique's, this situation is not there to kill you. It's there to introduce you to the kingdom of God, that you have power, that we have power, that we shall overcome, that no weapon formed against me, no tongue formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because I am not left alone on the battlefield. Goliath is there to show how great God is.
Hallelujah. 2023, I got this. You see in the storyline, Goliath comes and David is just a shepherd boy at that point. He's just bringing cheese and meats to his brothers. He's not queued up to fight. He's not going there for that purpose. Oh, by the way, I brought some snacks from dad, boys and brothers. No, he's going there for another purpose. But somewhere in the course of him delivering the cheese and the meats and the lunches, something becomes stirring in his soul, and he realizes what's going on. And Goliath is saying, hey, send me a man. Hey, if you kill me, we'll be your servants. But if I kill you, you will serve us. And there's something that's echoing in David's spirit. And he begins to think, hey, I've been in these situations before. I've never faced a Goliath. I've never faced a giant. But I've faced a bear one time and I faced a lion one time and God was upon me and so Goliath is there now to introduce David at a whole nother level David wasn't the sharpest warrior he wasn't the biggest warrior his physical physique and his training was to take care of sheep sheep pretty much are gentle animals not aggressive, need to be led, need to be corralled, need to be protected. But he's never faced a Goliath before. You've got to understand this, that Goliath separated David from all the other shepherd boys. There were other people tending sheep that day on a hillside for their aunts or their uncles, or maybe they were a hired ranch hand and they're out there doing their job and they're just punching the clock. But there are a lot of shepherd boys. But at that point, when David came in contact with Goliath and when he went towards the battle, he said, hey, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I've come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And he began to do what God called him to do. At that point, the Goliath situation, the Goliath battle, the Goliath valley began to separate David from all the other shepherd boys. You see, Goliath put David in a class all by himself. But it was the battle. It was the opposition. It was the oppression that caused David to rise up. And I just wonder in David's life and in some of our lives, if God doesn't put some divine intersections together for us, and we're looking at, oh, trouble, oh, woe is me, God, woe is my situation, when God's saying, hey, I brought this from heaven, I'm going to separate you from all the other Christians in your community, I'm going to separate you from all the other Christians on the job, why? Because Goliath is here to introduce you, hey, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thy rod and thy staff, it comforts me. Hey, what is he doing? He's putting you on full display. So maybe in 2023, you begin to look at things differently. I walked through a storm in 2022. Yeah, but God's anointed you. I had some bad news and setbacks. And things didn't really work out in some situations, but God's putting you on full display because he has anointed you and he has sanctified you and he has appointed you to step into 2023 and say, hey, it's all worth it. God is in control. If God be for me, who can be against me? As I mentioned, before there's a move of God, often there's a storm. Maybe your situation is not a Goliath and maybe it's not even a Red Sea. 
Maybe your situation is different. But the God that worked in the Old Testament is the same God that worked in the New Testament in the early church. And these apostles and these men and women of God went through some adversity. But I wonder as I study this out this morning to share with you that if that adversity wasn't dispatched from the throne of heaven. That God is bringing a divine event in your life. And in our humanity and in our flesh, in our human eyes, we look at this and think, what is going on in my life? Woe unto me. And no, maybe the angels are saying, no, God's got you with this, man. He's bringing this into your life. You shall overcome. He's going to put you on full display. When you're done with this, my friend, it's going to separate you from all the other Christians on the job and in your neighborhood. And they're going to show that you are really anointed by God. And God does really care about your situation. And so Goliath put David on display in a class all by himself. If anything at all, David should have paid Goliath. Because the king would have never paid no attention to David had it not been for Goliath. Mm. You see, if you're fighting something right now, and what you're fighting right now is because God is creating his stage for his anointing to rest upon you. He's creating the stage, so don't despise where you're at. Don't be angry with God where you're at. What didn't happen in 2022, here's what I know. If you keep your spirit right and you keep your heart right and you keep your faith up and you keep looking into the face of God, these things are brought together and God maximizes and God leverages situations to prove that he's God and to prove that you are who God called you to be. So 2023... I got this. Or one day into 2023, 2022 is 365 days behind us. And right now, maybe some of you are on the battlefield of a validation and credibility. And you see yourself in the battle, Brother Tony. And you wonder, why am I doing here? What did I do wrong? Is there sin in my life? Why is this happening to me? No, maybe you're on the path of validation. Maybe you're earning some credibility to prove to yourself that you are not just a shepherd boy. And to prove to your parents, I'm not just some high school kid. I've been alone with God. And in the presence of God this last week at HYHC, I got a fresh calling and a fresh anointing. I leaned into the preaching and God spoke to me and it changed my life. And I'm going to prove to my parents, I'm going to prove to the leaders of this church, I'm going to prove to my schoolmates at school that, hey, I'm different now. I'm stepping into an area of validation and credibility and I've been in the presence of God. And what I thought was trying to mess up my life is actually putting me on full display to show, hey, they have been blood-bought. They've got a call of God on their life. They have been anointed and they have finally stepped up and embraced what God has called them to do. It's exactly what happened to David. He's being validated in the valley. The credibility of who David is is being forged ahead. And the season you're in is to show you that you've been called and that the spotlight is on you. Yeah. 
My friend, as I preach to the adults here, whatever season you're in, that's the season God has called and ordained for you to walk through. And if we believe that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us, and if we believe that we, he is as close as the mention of his name, then that he validates anything that can come in my life, then this is true. That somewhere in God's economy, he is introducing me to a new stage or level that I'm going to be walking in in the spirit. But to get to that level and to be effective, hear me, people. There are things that I have to get through and to go through. We don't leapfrog over things. God takes us, the Bible says, through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't drone over it. We don't helicopter over it. We don't get kicked over it. No, we walk through the valley. The takeaway is here. I'm getting in here, but I'm anointed. God's ordering my steps, and I'm conquering new territory. I have heard from God, and we are moving forward. No weapons got formed against me shall prosper. What is happening? I'm being validated in the valley that God is allowing this to happen to Show, I'm not just some little shepherd boy. I'm not just some little Pentecostal pastor in California. I don't pastor some little scrawny Pentecostal church in Southern California. Oh, no, I don't. And it's messages and it's prayer time and it's validation that God proves to us that I have been called. First Sunday, December, December the 4th, I preached a vision service about buildings and properties. We're in a rented building. We are for now. We are proven to ourselves that we have faith and that we can be faithful in little and God will make us ruler over much. But in the process in the valley, yea, though I walk through the valley, whatever, of the shadow of, you fill in the blank. Of the shadow of, I have no building. The shadow of, I have no this. The shadow of, woe unto me. But keep reading. Keep walking. I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, it comforts me. Thou preparest a table in the midst of my enemies. All of that is followed by, yea, though I walk. Come on, let's change up some of the phraseology. Yea, though I believe. Yea, though I submit. Yea, though I give. Yea, come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you on this first Sunday of the year because 2022 is behind us. And maybe you have some residual scars and lacerations, but I'm telling you, come on. Yea, though I walk. I've walked through the pandemic. I've walked through 2022. I've walked through bad reports. I've walked through setbacks. I've walked through situations. But hey, God is setting a stage for me to validate me that I am who I am and God has called me. And maybe I should have paid Goliath because they put me on full display and the king noticed me and realized the call of God on my life and I begin to do something and my ministry took off after the David and Goliath Valley. David is really known because of the Goliath situation. Some little side hustles that we think about. Oh, he killed a lion and a bear. Now in our world, Brother Nolan, if I killed a lion or a bear, I mean, that'd be like top notch. Killed a mountain lion. 
He was hiking the Angeles National Forest. And he slew a mountain lion with the jawbone of a donkey. If any of us did that, we'd be rock stars. But it's somewhat commonplace in the Bible, and we almost gloss over it. So someone say, hey, what did, what did, what's David known for? He killed Goliath. That's all he did his whole life. But that's what he's known for. It's at that point that that divine interception, intersection, rather, an event, put David on full display. And his whole life and ministry was ahead of him of the effectiveness of King David with the children of Israel. But it started and it was propelled and it was launched in that valley with Goliath. So young people, David was about 17, but he faced an incredible opposition that God proved himself to David. And then when he proved himself to David, it proved him to the people. And his dad, Jesse. And so he was validated. How many among us are in a situation now that we didn't realize, you know what? I'm validating the call of God on my life. I'm validating my relationship with God. I'm validating my faith. Yes, I can do all things. We brought you down here every service to pray for you, to anoint you with faith. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bless them. I bring healing virtue. I send power, restoration, and immediately they were made whole. What are we doing? We're speaking faith in your valley. And it's you as an individual, as a Christian, as a believer, that you're going to walk with faith and authority. And a season that you are walking through. Why? Because you are made for this. For Samuel 17, NIV reads, your servant, he's having a conversation with Saul. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. If you think about your track record living for God, you have already killed some lions and some bears. But if you're not careful in a situation that's bigger than Goliath, you gloss over your lion and bear experience. And you minimize and mitigate what God did for you because Goliath is bigger than the bear and Goliath is bigger than the lion. And you said, hey, I've never, I've never swam this deep before. I'd never gone this far before. I'd never had something this big happen before. Yeah, but what about when you were sick and we prayed for you? What about when we prayed for your child? And when you look back in your past and there's victories of healing and restoration and anointing, and then you see something that is bigger than all of those put together. What we have a tendency to do, folks, is to wonder how God is going to figure this out. Or here's another thing. Why me, God? What have I done to deserve, deserve this? Nowhere can I find in the scripture implication or any innuendos that David got out to there with the boys say, why do I have to go? I'm only 17. You guys are grown. You have weapons. You train. You're warriors. Why do I have to go? I can't find that. I can't find any scripture, Brother Foster, that would even allude to that. But I want you to know as I preach this launch message that 2023 is the year for you to shine and overcome. Yes. 
I bless you to shine. Someone say, I receive that. I bless you to overcome. I receive that. I bless you to conquer. I receive that. I bless you to climb higher. I receive that. I bless you to hear the voice of God. I receive that. 2023 is your year that you're going to be put on full display. You're not just another shepherd boy. You're not just a member of True Vine. You're not just a dad. You're not just a mom. You're not just a young person. You're not just a high school student. God's hand is upon you. God's anointing is upon you and upon this church likewise. Hallelujah. You have been equipped 2022. Maybe it was your lion and bear experience, but you have now been equipped to fight and conquer your Goliath. And when you look back and you validate what you've done, you've conquered the adversity and the defeat. Then you understand, I was made for this. I got this, 2023. You see, the apostle Paul declared it as well in First. Second Corinthians, rather, ch- chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, he said this, We were troubled on every side. You got this, Paul, as I read, yet not distressed. We were perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Your situation is putting your talents on full display. You can echo the words of the apostle Paul. There was trouble, but I was not distressed. I was perplexed, but I was not in despair. I was persecuted, but I got up on a Sunday morning and I put my coat on. What are you doing? This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's not been a good week, but God made this day. I'm rejoicing. I'm coming. Get in the car, kids. Come on, honey. We got to get to the house of God. Why? Because I was made for this. We were made for this. God picked our family. God picked us. We are anointed and we shall overcome. So your situation, understand this in closing. Your situation is not here to kill you. Your situation is to introduce you. Until your situation showed up, you were just an average child of God. Keep your chin up. Be here on Wednesday. We have church. No more lackadaisical patty caking for Jesus on first Wednesdays. I'm a little alarmed, and maybe I'm going to say, because I'm in the spirit provoked at times, we have first Wednesday, and a third of the church shows up. Maybe we should go to 52 Wednesdays and change it. Give you a little bit of liberty and you don't show up. It's a new year. Come on, some new protocols. Some new expectations. Some new commitments. I'll steal a word from the world, but a new... Year's resolution. The Spirit of God is challenging some of you to step up. And in some cases, grow up. David was 17. Even in our warped society, he wouldn't even have been a legal adult. Just a young guy. What grade is 17 years old? Who's 17? 
senior, high school. Who's in high, who's in high school? Who's a senior? I'm sorry, who's a senior? Stand up, seniors, please. All right. Okay. Come here, little Davidettes, little girls, come here. You're a senior in high school? You're a senior? How old are you? 18? 17? Okay. This is back, face all of them. They can see all your smiley faces. 17? Come on. Okay, come over here. In the storyline, according to history, Bible scholars believe 17. It'd be like all of us. Let me, can I put it in our language? We're all here and the praise team's up here and we're just saying. And it'd be like these 17 and high school students walking. Hey, what's going on in this place? Don't you know this is the house of God? You're just going to sit like that? We're on holy ground. I'll worship. I'll run the aisles. What's up? You afraid? God, the devil's got you? You're depressed? You're oppressed? Ha, I'm 17. <laughs> Do 17-year-olds walk like that? No? Okay. And it'd be like the elders of the church. Sit down, little girls. Don't be creating a ruckus. If you're going to worship and you're going to do it, and if you're going to preach, you better put my coat on. Sit down. You, you're just little kids. And so David respectfully tries on the coat. Eh? Not your size. Uh, excuse me, Pastor. Can I just worship in my sweatshirt? Think you can do it? Yeah, I guess. Think you can do that, huh? And David just says, let me be. Why can't I fight him? Why can't I worship? Why can't I be an overcomer? I know I'm only 17 or high school, right? But it's like these girls having more faith than us. That's what happened back then. Brother Chico, are you here? All right, come here, sir. You know where I'm going with this? Do you know where I'm going? So, hey, we're warriors. <laughs> we're mighty men of God. But I'm not going out there. I'll be back. I got to go to the bathroom. And the kid says, I'm going. And the stature compared to us and them were very similar. I'm not dying today. I have, I have two kids at home. I got a wife. Now, I'm not dying in that valley. And so they, thank you. Okay, thank you guys. Listen to me. Pay attention to me, everybody.
God intersects the little guy with the big giant. And what is in your life that is a giant that you don't have the answer to, that you can't conquer, that you can't size up and down? And you said, unless God is with me, I'm not going to make it. Unless God don't give me a word, I'm going to collapse. But in the midst of if God is going to give me a word, what I'm preaching to you this morning is I'm still stepping up to the valley. Because I understand this. You're fighting what you're fighting right now because God is creating a stage for his anointing to rest on you. His anointing is resting on you and the stage is being created. The writer in 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Watch this. There's always going to be opposition. It's scriptural. It's biblical. I can't get around that. There's always going to be hurdles and distractions and oppositions in our lives. There's always going to be Goliaths. And if God is setting the stage and I'm fighting what I'm fighting now for the stage to be set, for the anointing to rest upon, then I'm going to stand bold with confidence. 2023, I got this. What about 2022? That's past. That's history. That can't be changed. That's like going back in history and saying, hey, what if the gunman hadn't shot Martin Luther King? We can't change it. It's not right. We can't change that. What if there wasn't a shot to JFK in Dallas in November of 1963? can't change it. I don't agree with it. It's wrong. It's murder. It's diabolical. It's evil. But I can't change it. I can't rewrite history. My point is, what about 2022? I can't redo history. So I'm forced to move on. And those that will move on, hear me, church. Those that will march ahead and let history be history will be the ones that will be put on full display. But the ones that bring history with them to try to change it, you're going to be shackled by the past. You cannot change the past. I'm not validating the past. I'm not giving it kudos or nothing. There are some good things that happened in the past. A lot of bad, evil stuff. It's time to realize that, hey, God is setting the stage. And I've been anointed. And whatever excuse you tell yourself that is framed within 2022, my friend, you're hurting your forward progress. Today, January 1, 2023. I gotta, I'm letting 2022 go. 
But God set the stage for you and I, Brother Gustavo, to have an incredible 2023 because I'm not just a shepherd boy. I'm not just a student in the public school system. I've used the example before, but it's fitting because when we fly, my wife's afraid to fly and she'll touch the plane. Lord Jesus, keep your hand on this plane. I said, no, baby, everybody in this plane better be glad we just stepped on it because they're not going to die today because we're on the plane. I'm not just some passenger in 17B. Oh, no, I'm not. They don't know it. It don't matter. God knows it. My peers don't know who I am and what I'm going. It don't matter. God knows it. The full display comes from God, not man, not people, not achievements. I'm going to close with this, but listen to me. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Watch this. Here's the pro tip. If he's seeking whom he may devour, there must be some he can't devour. That's why he's looking. He has to look. Who can I devour? If he could devour everybody, he wouldn't have to look. If he could conquer every ministry and family and marriage, he wouldn't have to look for ones that are weak. Come on, I'm giving you a pro tip here. Your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking and roaming who he may devour. He don't know who he can devour. He's looking. And I'm going to live my 2023 with confidence and victory because I'm not one he can devour. My marriage and my family and my ministry. Keep on going, little boy. Keep on going, little kid. You stop here, you're wasting your time. So how many among us are solid to where, you know what, Eric... He's not devouring my home. Oh, I had some setbacks in 2022, but were you devoured? You're still here. You're like the Disney movie Sing. I'm still standing. Devoured, no. A few lacerations, some scratches. I'll give you that. Skin my knees. Yeah. I, you can, I'll give you that. But I'm here. I didn't quit the church. I didn't leave the base of Calvary. I didn't throw in the towel. I didn't give up. Why? Because he can't devour me. If he's seeking whom he may devour, there must be some he can't devour. I'm one. Now he may try. 
Life's not perfect. I'm not naive. I'm not, I don't live in a bubble. I'm not in heaven yet. I'm not on streets of gold. I get it. I'm perplexed, but not destroyed. I'm weary, but I'm not weak. I'm poor, but I'm not homeless. I'm sad, but I'm not a jerk. Did that bless some of you? Let's stand. I'm having too much fun. So let me just say this. Let me wrap this up. Pastor, what are you trying to say with all that? I'm trying to say this. 2023, I got this. I'm walking in the spirit. Sometimes I don't feel spiritual, but I'm walking in the spirit. Sometimes I don't feel like I got it, but I'm walking in alignment. That's the language that Paul would have used. Sometimes I don't feel holy, but I'm going to be pure. I got this. I'll be here Wednesday. I'm preaching a great message on Wednesday. God gave me at HYC. Come on, I got this. Let me pray for us. If there's a, a situation in your life that you need to move forward on, you've never been baptized, you've never received the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you're struggling, you, you have health issues, if there's anything in your life, the next step for you to do is in my prayers to step forward and let the anointing of the pastoral staff. Gentlemen, I need you up here. Get your oil. Come on, 2023. I got this. But before I leave, could I get one more anointing? Yes, you can. Lord Jesus, I pray for everybody. I pray for those that are streaming, those that watch later. I pray for the people in the house today. God, that you would bring a special validation of anointing. The stage was set with Goliath and David. That was ordained from heaven. Sounds crazy, but it is. Perhaps my situation has been ordained from heaven. Sounds crazy, but yes, it is. To put me on full display in the valley. To validate in my mind, in my heart, that yes, I am called of God. 2023, I got this. Let's move forward. Let's conquer. Let's climb higher. Let's see what God sees. Let's hear what God hears. I bless the hearts. I bless the ears. I bless the eyes. I bless the hands of this local church. I anoint them in Jesus' name. If you receive it, shout amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. The altars are open. You need a fresh touch. Come on, you got this. You're not just a shepherd boy. You're being elevated. Come on, you're killing giants and bears and lions. Come on, your situation, you're overcoming and you're conquering. I'm not just a humble little Christian. I've been called and anointed by God. I got this. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.